0: Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. If you are a CRNA, a busy mom, or a busy CRNA mom, or a woman looking to permanently lose weight, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Brittany Kolb from Weight Loss by Brittany. I'm a busy CRNA mom and certified life and weight loss coach. And like you, I not so long ago struggled to lose the weight and keep it off, but... Once I shifted my mindset and learned how I could use my brain to reach my weight loss goals, everything changed. I was able to lose 40 pounds and knew I had to share the secret with others. I'm here to help you achieve your permanent weight loss goals by uncovering what might be holding you back. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name again is Brittany Kolb. I'm a certified life and weight loss coach, and in this podcast today, it's kind of like a... Frequently Asked Questions podcast. I feel like I'm getting a lot of messages about a lot of questions, and I thought I would just dive into all of it into one podcast. So this one might be a little bit long. I'm sorry about that. But um, we're going to cover a lot of just topics today, things that I often come up in coaching that often come up in with my clients and other people that ask me about um, weight loss and weight maintenance. And I just wanted to give you all this information in this beautiful space. So All right. We're going to talk about joy eating. We're going to talk about cauliflower crust pizza. We're going to talk about artificial sweeteners and a couple of other concepts as well. Okay. So let's just dive right in. Let's get right to it. So let's talk about joy eating. So first of all, like what is joy eating? So in my program, we primarily take a break from uh, sugar and flour for... Uh, a certain period of time to let your hormones balance out and get you into a state of um kind of normally balanced dopamine and to just basically let your body be in a physiologic state to make it much easier for you to be able to listen to it to lose weight um, I have a lot of information about that on my website but with that right we also know that food also provides besides, eating food on a daily basis and getting as much pleasure out of it as possible. We also know that certain foods provide a lot of additional pleasure, right? A lot of really, really big dopamine rewards. And so periodically what we do is we plan something called a joy eat. It can also be called an exception plan. However you want to frame it is totally fine with me, but it's something that you're eating that's purely for pleasure. It has no nutritional value whatsoever. And you eat it when you're hungry, you enjoy the heck out of it and you stop eating it when you seem to be getting less enjoyment out of it or, or satisfied with it. It's a totally kind of different way to approach foods that have no nutritional value or kind of like fun foods that are pure dopamine. I think for most of us, we would have been eating those foods as a way to escape from an uncomfortable emotion as a way to get out of overwhelm from a really long day as a way to get out of stress and anxiety. Um, and a lot of times eating those foods would be coupled, especially when they were unplanned with like a little bit of guilt and judgment and shame. And of course you want to be getting away from those patterns, but, um, um, when you joy eat, it's like, no, no, no. I planned for this. No, no, no. This is exactly what I wanted. I said, I want, going to have three scoops of ice cream, like after a very small, after a smaller meal. So I've got room for hunger to eat it. I'm eating it. There's no guilt. There's no shame. It's purely for pure joy and pure pleasure. And it's like such a fun, different way to approach that type of food. Right. And then some people realize they're like, man, like that's awesome. I love being able to, to eat food in this way, in a way that's totally in control, in a way that you've planned from your prefrontal cortex, right? Because here's the other thing about joy eating. It's planned 24 hours in advance. And we have like a whole way that we plan them. And again, there, there's just like, there's, that's kind of like the system that we put in place. We say, you know, we're going to eat this 24 hours in advance. We can anticipate there might be a, a slight increase on the scale. That's okay. We can anticipate that our bodies might not really like that food anymore. And we might have to deal with that a little bit. Like, oh man, this food I really used to enjoy now feels terrible to me. So um, that is like kind of the first thing that I really wanted to uh, talk with you guys about in this podcast. Um, I want to make sure too, like you're making your joy eat really, 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 really good. Um, And I think sometimes we plan like this. I'll, I'll tell you an example of something that happened to me relatively recently. You know, I, there's an ice cream place around the corner for me called spotty dog. And it's amazing. And if you're in Richmond, you need to eat this ice cream. It's so good. And, um, I had planned to eat spotty dog ice cream as a joy eat. Well, we got my kid down and spotty dog was about to close and it was like pouring down rain. And I was like, we don't have any, we don't have like the flavor that I wanted, the particular flavor that I wanted. And I was disappointed because I was not about to send my husband out in the rain to go get the spotty dog. I was like, it's not that worth it. Like no amount of like ice cream is worth like going out in a thunderstorm right now at 8 45 PM. <laughs> so, but I was feeling disappointed. Right. And so what I just, dis- what ended up happening kind of unintentionally was I didn't want to feel disappointed. So what did I do? I had my son's Briars chocolate chip cookie dough. Now listen, if you love Briar's chocolate chip cookie dough, I'm so happy for you. But for me, that is not my favorite ice cream. My favorite ice cream is spotty dog ice cream. And there is like basically nothing we can do to change that opinion in my brain at this point. Um, and so I had the, the Briars, It wasn't as good. I was even more disappointed because I was trying to get out of disappointment, but instead I ate this ice cream that I didn't really want and wasn't as good. And so again, I want you to consider like, oh man, I really wanted to have this one thing and it didn't happen. Whatever it is that you try to replace it with, it's never going to be as good. (laughs) So like, so like make sure it's what you really want. And if you're eating something, if you plan for something and you think like, oh, I plan for this thing. And then you start eating it and you realize you really don't like it. Like just stop, just stop. And we'll plan another joy relatively soon because it's not worth it. Right? Like we want to be eating these things. Like purely for joy, purely for pleasure. And if it's not giving you all the pleasure that you want out of it, then it's time to reconsider what you're eating for joy. Same thing happens. In, and so what also happens in the situation is you, you, you know, if you're not eating refined carbohydrates and a lot of added sugar, you know, that kind of takes away certain foods. It kind of, it, it has you take a break from certain foods. One of the foods I used to love and if you've been following me a long time, you know, I used to love Papa John's pizza and my brain was so disconnected from my body that I could eat a half of Papa John's pizza and I wouldn't even feel full. I'd just, I'd be like all of my hormones were so off that I, my, my brain was like, no, 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 you, you don't, you could probably still keep eating and you should definitely go get some ice cream. So I used to love Papa John's pizza. And after eating this way, like a diet that's mostly void of refined carbohydrates and added sugar, of course I eat ice cream and, and things like that. But um, for the most part, I don't really eat a ton of pizza other than the pizza that I make at home with my family. I don't eat a lot of like store-bought pizza. So I planned to have Papa John's um, a few months ago, and I realized that I felt horrible after eating it. Like I had GI distress for over a day. And what I realized that Papa John's, while it tastes really good. And in the moment you're like, oh, this tastes amazing to me. <laughs> and you might be thinking, pretty, you're crazy, but I just love Papa John's pizza. There's something about it or it used to, right? But then the GI distress and the discomfort and the sluggishness and the fogginess that I felt afterwards, it was just not worth it. And so what I find happening is my clients go back to the foods that they found particularly joyful previously. And then they realize like, oh, That is just like, not what I want anymore. And it doesn't provide the same joy as I remember. So again, I want you to find foods that you enjoy, but also don't make you feel terrible. And that might mean eating the same food, but maybe less of it, or finding new foods that you love even more than you ever thought. Okay. While I'm talking about pizza, let's just dive into cauliflower crust pizza. People are always like, so cauliflower crust pizza, like on protocol, not on protocol. Okay. I don't think I ever dove into this and like the, I did a whole podcast on like, well, what about these things? Like these things that you'd think would be on protocol, but aren't. Um, Here is my take on this. For, first of all, in the vein of that space, like cauliflower crust in and of itself is like processed cauliflower, usually cut with some sort of rice flour. And totally kind of broken down into something and processed and turned into something that's kind of not really like cauliflower anymore. It's basically been turned into a bread, more or less, right? And so because of the heavy processing, and they also add a lot of salt to it. I don't know if you've noticed, but most of the cauliflower crust pizzas I've seen have like 30% of your daily value of sodium, which isn't like a huge problem, I don't mind like this. I mean, could be, but you know, it's it's just it just I just it makes you wonder. Like, is that what we want to be eating? So, um, what I find is like, if you want to eat pizza, eat real pizza. Don't eat cauliflower crust pizza and say it's on protocol. Like, and do you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for most of my clients who are routinely eating cauliflower crust pizza. And I'm talking like once or twice a week plus an additional joy eat is like not a protocol that works for them. Including that on their protocol doesn't typically work for them in terms of weight loss and weight maintenance. Um. So I just, I would say again, if you want to eat pizza, make it a joy eat, but don't call cauliflower crust pizza, like put it on your protocol and say that it works. Now, listen, you can try it. I'm always open to like, let's try it. Like, let's try it and see. Maybe you will be the one person that can eat cauliflower crust pizza two times a week, plus a joy and be totally fine and and continue to lose weight. I think it's fine. But, but I just, I, I've said anecdotally, what I've noticed is that it's really not consistent. Now, if you're looking for a pizza alternative, something that is, first of all, eat pizza when you want to and make it the best pizza ever. But if you're looking for a pizza alternative that is on protocol, one of the things I always suggest is taking either two of my favorite, um, well, three, we'll throw a three in there. I love taking either eggplant, broccoli, or zucchini and slicing it in a way that's like flat. I mean, broccoli, you can't do that. Covering it in a little bit of red sauce with no added sugar. You'd be surprised how many red sauces have added sugar. So take a look. I don't care if there's regular sugar in it because, um, that's probably just sugar that naturally occurs from the tomatoes and any natural sugar. I don't mind, but if there's added sugar, let's like try to avoid that and then put like either shredded mozzarella or fresh mozzarella on top and bake that until it's nice and bubbly and delicious. And like that kind of like is a great alternative to a, if for, to pizza, if that's what you're looking for I make sure my, um, thing isn't going to die. So that's what I would suggest is, is trying something like that. If you're looking for an on protocol pizza alternative that you could also serve with like pasta and meatballs and like have as a great adjunct with your family. Um, and then again, eat pizza if you just want regular pizza and just enjoy the hell out of it. Okay. Um, next thing, artificial sweeteners. Okay. I've done videos on artificial sweeteners, but I don't think I've done like a, a a lot recently on it. And so I have just a lot to say about artificial sweeteners, um, artificial. And when I say artificial, I mean, anything like any sweetener, like even like stevia and, um, what's that one? Agave, even like the natural sweeteners, any kind of sweetener that isn't added sugar, that isn't sugar. In fact, honestly, while we're talking about this, I would rather you have cane sugar then I would you have an artificial sweetener. Like that's how much I really don't like artificial sweeteners. So first of all, I think artificial sweeteners are like, a, I mean, some of them are ranked to be a hundred times sweeter than sugar in your brain. And so they, when you're having a diet that's rich with artificial sweeteners, which by the way, I used to, I mean, I used to put three Splendas in my coffee with like the creamer that also has the sugar in it in the morning before I'd go to work. Okay. I used to drink three diet sodas when I was working night shift and working 12s in the ICU. I would pack no shit, three diet sodas and I would bring them with me. It would be a diet Dr. Pepper, a diet Mountain Dew and a diet Coke. Okay. I am telling you, I was addicted to these things. So just to let you know, like I was using a lot of these things. I couldn't even imagine a life where I wasn't using artificial sweeteners on the regular. I mean, it had a box of like Splenda and NutraSweet, like insane. Anyway, wow. I don't know that I've told you guys that before, but it's real. It's totally true. So I think that when you're eating a diet with a lot of this, it makes your desire for sweet so much, so much stronger because you like have something that's sweet and then, your it makes your brain want it even more, right? There's definitely like a dopamine response to that. Um, and I also think it really alters your taste buds when you're eating a lot of artificial sweeteners and even refined carbohydrates or things with a lot of added sugar. It it alters the way that your body like processes taste. So like you, things that then are not that are naturally sweet, like a strawberry, for example, don't taste as sweet. But when my clients When they stop that those artificial sweeteners, they start realizing, oh my gosh, fruit is so sweet, like melon is so sweet, um, strawberries, like eating a pear, like all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, I had no idea how good natural foods taste when I'm eating mostly natural foods. It's it's a totally cool shift. And I love it. Like almost every, every month I'll have a client be like, Wow, I had no idea how good that tasted. I'm like, welcome. Like, welcome to the world of, like, of foods that aren't jacking up your your taste buds. Okay. Um, the other thing is there's this concept of, like, nutritive mismatch where if you're... And this is part of the reason why I say if you're going to have coffee in the morning and why I really prefer you not put any kind of artificial sweetener in it for a couple of reasons. Number one, you taste something sweet, you have something sweet in your brain, and your body, you're also anticipating some sort of caloric, um, something of, of, of nutritional value to also come in, right? So all of a sudden your brain is sensing that you're getting something really, really sweet. And it's also anticipating that you're going to be getting a lot of sugar, but what ends up happening when you're having an artificial or natural sweetener is that there's no accompanying nutritional value with that. So then your brain goes into like, what the hell? We must be dying. Like we must be going into starvation mode. Oh my gosh, this is an emergency, right? It's like, it, it creates a situation where your brain doesn't really trust what's going on on the outside. And like, there's, we're not really trusting what we're eating. And that's kind of not really the place that you want to be. We want to be able to like eat food and have our body trust that we're nourishing it and have our brain trust that we're nourishing it. Okay, so there's like that that problem. And then there's the problem of like, like, I know a lot of people are using CGMs right now, these continuous glucose monitors, and they're like, oh, I have I have these, you know, I, I'll have artificial sweeteners in it, and it won't jack up my blood sugar. And while that might be true, your blood sugar might not increase, you might have an insulin spike. Okay. Jason Fung from the obesity code, Dr. Jason Fung, um, he wrote the obesity codes an excellent book. He says, he's like, yeah, you might not see a true blood sugar spike, but your insulin is mo- most likely spiking when you're utilizing these types of things. And so again, when it comes to weight loss, we are trying to avoid insulin spikes because insulin puts us into storage mode. And so not only are you potentially going into storage mode, even though you're really not eating any calories or any kind of like anything of nutritional value, um, you're also now having this really big insulin spike with no additional sugar to be able to do it, which can cause an accompanying crash, right? Have you ever had like a Diet Coke and like an hour later you feel like crap? It's probably because your insulin spiked, you had no blood sugar. Now your blood sugar might actually be a little bit low. Possibly now again, our bodies are really. If you're doing, if you're not diabetic, like our bodies are really good at regulating our blood sugar. So it could be that it could be the fact that you just had like an artificial sweetener, but, um, yeah, I don't want you to start to think like, oh, like I can eat this thing and it doesn't affect my blood sugar because here's the thing, friends. Once, um, insulin monitors come out. Once continuous insulin monitors come out continuous glucose monitors are going to be gone. Like in like, like continuous glucose monitors are really good ways to extrapolate, um, what your insulin levels are doing. Right. And so that is just something I want you to keep in the back of your mind. Well, it might not spike your blood sugar. It might be spiking your insulin. And especially with these things that are kind of tricking your body or kind of tricking or kind of a way around Like oftentimes they might seem too good to be true and that's probably because they are. Okay, you'd think I'd be done talking about artificial sweeteners, but guess what? There's more. Now there is this additional factor, this erythritol factor. I put an article in my social media not too long ago about the dangers of erythritol and what is happening is they're adding erythritol to things like stevia and monk fruit. And because the, I guess, here, I wrote some notes. Let me take a look at this. So it's like a sugar alcohol and it's like, it leads, erythritol is a sugar alcohol and it leads to thromboembolic events like heart attacks and strokes and things like that. And from what I understand, companies don't even need to include that ingredient on the label if it's encased with the monk fruit and the stevia because of its FDA safety profile, which right now, even though of its association with thromboembolic events, um, it is uh, still considered safe by the FDA, which makes you wonder what else we're eating that's also considered safe by the FDA. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking that may need to be reassessed at this point. Um, so they are th- these things are being included in these in these um, in these products, and then you don't even really know. If you're also getting this erythritol, which I would say anything that's sweetened with a sugar alcohol, just please stay away. I just, I I want you guys to be safe. I'm here to help promote a healthier lifestyle for you. And I would hate for you to be consuming sugar alcohols and be potentially doing something that's really hurting you. And trust me, I've eaten sugar alcohols too. I had this amazing like keto, like nut butter one time and it was so sweet and it tasted so good. And it was sweetened with sugar alcohol, and again, it's like if it's too good to be true, probably is too good to be true. So, um, and so one of the things I did find was that, um, you know, there is like I've been eat, having this chia pudding, and it's made with this protein powder, which is like really probably the most natural protein powder I've been able to find. It's all like plant based, and um, it does have a artificial uh, like monk fruit or something in it, but the the company has a note on their website, like, yes, it has this in it. And there's not erythritol. We don't use sugar alcohols in this. Like, so it is a true natural sweetener. It also has added sugar in this. This particular protein powder has added sugar. And I'm okay with that because like I said, I'd rather be having sugar than some sort of artificial sweetener. Um, And I really like it in this chia pudding that I make. And so far it's working perfectly with my protocol and my weight maintenance the way that I'm utilizing it right now. So um I'll let you know if any of that changes. But I really, really like that chia pudding. Um it's super good. And I eat it with like a vegetable usually as well. Like I'll start with the vegetable and then finish with that. Um, all right, what else do I have? Um, I also want you to notice like when you're eating artificial sweeteners like how your cravings and hunger levels are. Um, because again, I just feel like it puts your body, it just tricks your body into like, into not really knowing what food it's going to be coming, whether or not like maybe pushing you into a big insulin surge. Like, but again, if you feel great and you're happy with your weight and you're happy with where you're at and you're happy with your hunger and how, how you're approaching food and you're eating them on the regular, then that's totally fine too. It's totally fine too. I just know my life got so much easier when it came to weight loss and when it came to um, kind of getting into a natural pleasure cycle with foods. That when I took um, artificial sweeteners out of the picture, so there's that. But there's more. So what was the other thing? Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. So here's this concept I want to inc- include in this podcast, and it's this idea that weight loss is cumulative. Okay. So many of my clients will be like, well, I ate, you know, four cookies and I had a beer and then I woke up the next morning and I was down a pound and I'm like, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Like, what do you think about that? And they're like, well, that must mean I, sh- I totally fine eating cookies. I'm like, possibly, but like, what else could be going on here? Like, could you be dehydrated? Could the beer have dehydrated you to the point? Could you be, you know, not have had enough water? you know could like you have had a big bowel movement for example you know like could something else have been contributing to this and that maybe it's not that you can't eat cookies it's that or that like like you can eat cookies and still lose weight which of course you can but it's just like that those four cookies might show up later and so what I notice is that like people get really excited because they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't, you know, a lot of times they're maybe eating more than they had wanted to. And they're like, I didn't mess up. And I'm like, that's great. I'm just, you know, this is good, whatever. But then like a couple days later, it pops up. You guys have to remember that anytime you're eating food beyond your energy requirements, beyond what your body really needs in that moment, it's going to get stored as fat or utilized in your muscles if that's what your body needs at the time. So when we're overeating anything, it's going to get stored, and I think when we're eating for cookies, I, there's also a possibility that it's going to get stored. And while it might not, get, it's going to get stored in the short term, but it might not show show up until the long term, right? It might not show up for a couple of days. So sometimes I think it's a classic example: is we'll eat, have a joy, either it shows up the very next day, and maintains for a couple of days until the sugar and flour bloat wear off, or Um, it shows up a couple of days later with like kind of a sustained weight gain. So what you do, it's not dependent day to day. It's, we're really looking at the big picture. Okay. Like is four cookies over the span of, you know, a day in the course of one week supportive to your weight loss. Awesome. You know, but is like four cookies every day supportive to your weight loss. Probably not. Right. But we have to look at it from like, but what else was going on? Was there four cookies and was there also a muffin? And was there also this other thing this other day? And it's like, was that supportive to your weight loss? Okay. This is good information. We just know that this doesn't work. Like eating this, this joy and this amount of frequency just might not be consistent with what it is that you really want for yourself in potentially wanting to be in a smaller body. Um. Okay. And then the last thing, it's so interesting. People are always just like, how are you doing with your parents? Like, cause you know, I mean, you guys have been on this journey with me from the beginning and I started this podcast uh, a year and a half ago, I want to say. And so you've know, you've seen how I've grown emotionally and like the kind of shifts that I've made. And I was with my business mastermind not too long ago. And I told them, I was like, things are going really well. Like, We're going to Portugal together. Me, my husband, my son, and my my parents. It's going to be awesome. Like I'm in such a better place with them. I show up the way I want to with them. I'm still doing work in my brain, but I've I'm shifting into like a totally different headspace with them, and it's so beautiful. And it's exactly where I've always wanted to be. And so, and I thank coaching for that tremendously, and all the work that I've done on that. And I am, I really am shifting into a place where like, I am so grateful for them. And I'm thinking like, they are exactly the parents I needed them to be. And I love them so much, so unconditionally. And yes, they still do things that I get triggered by and I need to, and I have a lot of mind management to do. But because of that, like I am a better person. I am a stronger person. I am showing up like I said, the way that I really want to with them. And therefore I am able to create the relationship with them that I've always wanted slowly, but surely. And it's amazing. So there's that too. So anyway, guys, I hope this podcast was helpful. I just wanted to give you all these little, all these little tidbits of things that I just feel like I'm constantly sharing with my clients and with my groups. And so I just wanted to, to get it all out there in one fell swoop. Um, I am starting my next group in July, middle of July, and I still have one spot left. And so if you would like to get started on this journey to permanent weight loss, I have got you. I will put the link in the show notes for that. And thank you all for listening and being here. I will see you guys after I get back from my vacation. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. And if you like what I shared today, you should also check out weightlossbybrittany.com for even more great weight loss tips, some of my favorite recipes and mindset tools that I use to lose 40 pounds. Once there, you can also book a free consultation with me, Brittany Kolb, your certified life and weight loss coach.